I, when Stephen began to pray, um, I heard the Lord saying, I heard the Lord saying, righteousness exalts a nation. Sin is a reproach to any people. And what I heard the Lord saying is this. Pray revival in this nation and for this nation. Pray revival in the church of Jesus Christ. Pray that the word of God will be in the life and the hearts of God's people all over this nation. So I want us to just for a few more moments, I'm going to ask even get in the aisles because I sense the power of God. This is what I hear. I hear this text bringing down strongholds and bringing into captivity every thought and making those thoughts obedient to Jesus Christ. The sin of racism has no place in the body of Christ and the sin of racism really has no place in this nation. In Revelations it says, who are these who have washed their robes in the blood of the Lamb? The word said these are those people from every nation, every kindred, every tongue. They've washed their robes in the blood of the Lamb. And the Lord embraces them all and heaven rejoices to see the diversity of nations. And so Lord, we raise our hands. We raise our hearts. And we come against sin in our own lives. We come against brokenness in our own lives. Lord, we are members of your kingdom and your kingdom is forever. Your kingdom is over any nation's creed. Your kingdom is over everything. And we ask that you would let justice run down as waters as the prophet Amos said, and righteousness as a mighty stream. Lord, break through our nation. Break through our church. In the name of Jesus Christ, baptize us with the baptism of love. Baptize us with the baptism of your joy and strength. Lord, baptize us and let us be a revival ready to happen wherever we go. Everybody.
ought to just shout out, Hallelujah! Come on louder, Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name, and forget not His benefits towards us. In the name of Jesus, oh, we praise the name. Come on, praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. There are times when we just need to take out a few moments and get ugly in our praise for God. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. You may be seated. Oh, God, I sense your power to bring healing, to bring healing on your people. In the name of Jesus. Just wait for a few moments in the presence of God. This is his church. He can do what he wants. Hallelujah. Bless the name of the Lord. Bless the name of the Lord. My good friend, Keith Stallworth, is deeply sick. Keith, just stand for a moment. Keith has a liver disease. And he actually needs a liver. The liver he has could kill him. But God. I'm just asking that you would extend your hands of prayer and healing to Keith at this moment. Those around Keith, we touch you, Keith. Do you believe in the miracle power of Jesus Christ? We touch you. And I speak to your liver in the name of Jesus. Lord, plan, plan A is to heal his liver sovereignly. Plan B is to send him a liver. However you want to do it, but Lord, we pray for Keith Stallworth. Be healed in Jesus' name. Bring to bear your healing presence. Bring to bear your healing virtue. Flow. Flow power of God in this man's body and in his life. Lord, he's a worshiper for you. He leads others into your presence. And we pray, Holy Spirit, that you would do your work in Keith's life right now. In the name of Jesus. Be healed, Keith. Be set free. Be healed, Keith. Liver who will not act properly, you be healed in 
name of Jesus. Add years to his life in the name of Jesus. We thank you for it. Now let us just thank God for him answering prayer. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Bless you, Jesus. Bless the name of the Lord. Bless the name of the Lord. Healing is in the house. The healing power and presence of Jesus is in this house. And we thank you, Lord, for doing it. Jesus, Jesus. I'm so happy. Uh, Pastor Fred asked me to share and uh, always happy to do that. And uh, I want to tell you, those of you who've been praying for me for the prostate cancer, I do have uh, surgery on the 15th of this month. And uh, I want you to know that God has blessed me. I've not had one day of sickness. I haven't had one day of weakness. I've kept my schedule. Uh, I, my last PSA test came back and it was 23 and it came down to 12. Amen. To God be the glory. Thank you for your praying. Um, I said, Lord, if you want to, I do a pre-op on the 8th and if on that date, after they do whatever they're going to do, and you say, hey, Don doesn't have to have surgery because God has healed him. That's okay. Yeah. Hallelujah. And then if you want to do plan B, that's okay with me because it was you doing both. Yeah. Hallelujah. Turn your Bibles to the sixth chapter of Romans. What shall we say then? Paul is a smart guy. And he asks uh, critical questions. And the questions that he asks uh, demand prophetic response. What shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin that grace may, may abound? And in the strong grammar, uh, in the Greek, his response is, by no means. How can we who died to sin still live in it? Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death, we were buried therefore with him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. For if we have been united with him in a death like his, we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. I want to talk to us this morning about 
when death becomes life. God's provided righteousness, his provided righteousness involves more than declaring believers righteous on the basis of faith. In Romans, the first clue to, to this fact is in Romans 5.5. 5. God's love, it says, has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. How many of you experience the pouring out of the love of God? Hallelujah. The presence of the Holy Spirit within us and God's reproduction of an attribute of his is his love. And his love is in us and it's uh, this love in us speak of our new nature. How many of us know that in Christ we have a new nature? Yes. A new nature and, uh, 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 and our new lives in Christ. Hallelujah. This new kind of life with the sanctifying ministry of the Holy Spirit is now being taught to us by the apostle. And so the questions that open in chapter 6, verses 1 and 2, demands our reflection. Amen? It really demands that. And he asked the question, and I'll say it again. What shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? And Brother Paul says, no, by no means. How can we who died to sin still live in it? Do we have some dead Christians in here? I hope you said yes. Dead to sin, that is. When we review God's provision by grace through Jesus Christ, it should elicit praise and thanksgiving to God. I don't know about you, but sometimes I'm home and I just think about it. And I get my little dance on. Have you ever danced uh, quietly at home or noisily? <laughs> I turn me some shouting music on. And I am so excited that Jesus Christ has caused me to die in him. Hallelujah. And I'm a moving dead man regarding sin. Oh, I didn't hear any hallelujahs on that one. Paul's teaching on God's justification. That is, acquittal from guilt of sinful people. We've heard uh, in the teaching and preaching of Romans now, and particularly in Romans 3, 21 and Romans 5, 21. And, and then the statement uh, of Romans 5, 20. Now the law came in uh, to increase the trespass. 
In the first service, we had a policeman in there, and I said, I was so happy that uh, he has never seen me run a stoplight or a stop sign. I don't believe I have too much, LaVon. <laughs> but the law proves and allows for us to really understand that we are sinners. However, Paul says, now the law came in to increase the trespass, but where sin increased, grace abounded all the more. Now I am, one day I was studying that text years ago, and all of a sudden the revelation of that text really hit me. And, and I, I constantly say even to this day, where God has more sin than Satan. God has more grace, sorry, than Satan has sin. Aren't you happy about that? God is, is, is he gives us so much of himself. But I don't want us to misunderstand this text. This may lead some to suggest what Paul expressed. Are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? No. Some may even say uh, or have reason in Rome that since grace increases all the more when sin abounds, then believers ought to sin more. What do you think? So that they could experience more grace. No, 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 no. The fact is, we die to sin. We die to the power of sin. God has blessed us to be able to live a life from the power of sin. For one who has died has been set free from sin is what Paul is saying. The B part of verse 2. And then in verse 7, uh, uh, or, or uh, that was in verse 7, in verse 11, so you also must consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. And so what are some of the things that God has delivered us from? We're dead to sin, and we're dead to this. Sin is a multi-layered accumulation of attitudes, actions, habits, emotional assumptions, and wrong-headed ideas that puts us at odds with God. I've been there. Sometimes the sin, it breaks out in open rebellion against God. More often, it, it works in silence and subtle ways. Living the spiritual life requires perpetual Vigilance regarding all this sin baggage. 
But the fact is, none of us are exempt ever. But thanks be to God, we die to the power of sin. And the longer we live in Christ, and the more we understand that not only have we died in, uh, uh, to sin, or the power of sin, we've died to it, but we've also been raised, resurrected, in newness of life. Yes, there are times when we sin, and the Bible says, uh, uh, we, when we sin, we have an advocate with God. Jesus Christ the righteous, who is faithful and just enough to forgive us. Thank you, Lord, for your forgiveness. Every day, Lord, I thank you for forgiving me of sin and cleansing me from unrighteousness. But guess what? We're not under the power of sin. Christ has taken care of that. When did this death occur? When we got saved? How many of you died on the day that the Lord accepted you as Lord and Savior? Death whether physical or spiritual means separation from sin's power. But it's not the extinction of sin. Being dead to sin means having been set free from sin. I'm set free from the power of sin. And since this is true, Paul asks, how can we who died to sin still live in it? It's a powerful text. And guess what God is saying? The country of sin is where we no longer live. I no longer live on Sin Avenue. I move, God moved me from Sin Avenue to Righteousness Avenue. Every once in a while, when I want to go back to Sin Avenue, guess what happens? Even my neighbors tell me, you don't belong over here. This is not where you live. Go back home to Righteousness Avenue. And so what God is challenging us is the longer we live in Christ, the longer we move in the power of the Holy Spirit, guess what he's doing? He's training our souls, and he's training our minds, and he's training our spirit to obey the Spirit. Amen. And to live in the presence of God. And when we sin, we can go to the Lord, Lord, forgive me. When we sin against our spouses, Lord, forgive me. When we sin against each other, Lord, forgive me. And we get up pointing in the right direction, and God is bringing and embracing his healing power and presence. We're being sanctified. We're being purified. More and more each day. Hallelujah. 
I'm thankful to the Lord because he embraces us and loves us and cares for us in such wonderful ways. There's a text. My, I met this gentleman some years ago, Eugene Peterson, who wrote and translated, a significant scholar, but he translated uh, Romans 6 in a wonderful way. He says, so what do we do? Keep on sinning so God can keep on forgiving? I should hope not. If we've left the country where sin is sovereign, how can we still live in our old house there? Or didn't you realize we packed up and left there for good? That is what happened in baptism. When we were baptized, identity in Christ is real. When we went under the water, we left the old country of sin behind. Hallelujah. When we came up out of the water, we entered into the new country of grace, a new life in a new land. I'm happy that I'm in that new life, in that new land with you. That's what water, that's what baptism into the life of Jesus means. When we are lowered into the water, it is like the burial of Jesus, a real death. When we are raised up out of the water, it is like the resurrection of Jesus. Each of us is raised into a light-filled world by our Father so that we can see where we're going in our new grace sovereign country. I thank you for that, God. Could it be any clearer? Our old way of life was nailed to the cross with Christ. The power of sin has been taken away. A decisive end to that sin, miserable life. No longer at sin's every beck and call. What we believe is this. If we get included in Christ's sin-conquering death, we also get included in his life-saving resurrection. Hallelujah. We know what, we know that when Jesus was raised from the dead, it was a signal of the end of death as the end. We're going to be raised again. Never again will death have the last word. Never again. When Jesus died, he took sin down with him. But alive, he brings God down to us. From now on, think of it this way. Sin speaks a dead language. That means nothing to you. God speaks your mother tongue. 
and you hang on every word. You are dead to sin and alive to God. That's what Jesus did. Hallelujah. I want us just to applaud Jesus for the work he has already done on our behalf. Would you do that? <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. And now what I want to do, I want everybody to stand. I just sense God is saying for us to prepare for the table. We're going to have a baptism afterwards. But it is vital that we ask the Lord in an asking of thanksgiving and praise and honor to him. We want to thank you for the life that we now live in you through baptism, both water and baptism, spirit by the spirit. And we thank you, Lord, that we identify with you, Jesus, and we also identify with the body of Christ. And we thank you, O God, because you have crushed sin and destroyed sin. And even though this body will die, we will live forever. We'll be raised like you've been raised physically, but Lord, we have been spiritually raised in your name, in your power, by your spirit. And we want to thank you for your blessing. Move on us, oh God. Brood over us. I praise you for what you're doing and how you're doing it. I bless you, oh God, for purity in the saints. I want you, I want you to take hands even across the aisles. Just take hands for a moment. We declare the purity of God. If there are any struggling who are believers in Jesus Christ and you're struggling, don't let anybody look down on you in your struggle because you're a believer and Christ has paid the price. Pray and ask God. Repent and ask God to, so that you can re-enter a life of purity if that is a sin that... called you. God is a call on your life. Every person in this place, Lord, let your call be true. Faithful is he who called us and he will do it. 
Lord, we need your courage. Give us your courage. We're not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to all believe. Give us your courage. And then, Lord, faith. We pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all prayer. Lord, we have faith to believe. And then, Lord, we thank you for your protection. Protect our families. Protect us from the insanity of evil, men and women who want to do harm to your people. Stay their hands and allow for your peace to happen, oh God. We will not continue in sin, but we will, Lord, walk in our lives of sanctification, of being set apart for you, and we thank you. We bless you for this time. And now, Father, it is time for us to receive your table where you are present. You are the mysterion, the one who is present at the table. And you've invited us to come and sup with you. We ask, oh God, as we have taken real observance by your spirit regarding our lives, thank you for cleansing us. Thank you, Lord, for healing relationships. Thank you for releasing us from the guilt of sin and the power of sin. You have declared us justified. And we thank you. We bless you. We praise you.